Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jacob Albrock. Tommy Kester, this is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Sports Daily here. Hour number two on a Wednesday. We are trying to track down Kevin Saul. Uh, Keep in mind, the Shocker women play at 11 o'clock, so uh, Jad will continue to try that, and we will get that if we have it. Uh, Tommy, Jad mentioned it in his update there before we came on. Bill Self signs the most lucrative deal, basically redoes his contract to make him the highest-paid coach. I thought that was interesting. Certainly didn't see that coming. I thought sort of the lifetime coach thing was was the was the uh, tip of the cap to him, uh, but they decided to go in and make him the highest paid lifetime coach now at KU. I, I guess there may be that they're clear of this investigation thing. They felt comfortable doing something. I would now think that they probably had in mind the whole time, maybe. Um, highest paid public university coach anyway. I, I, I think I think Shashevsky might have been higher at Duke, but I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, he passes coach. It's almost like, all right, fine, Kentucky. You get the wins record back. Well, we're going to have the highest paid coach. Take that. Uh, but Bill Self gets his deal, and uh, you know it's not surprising. I, I, again, for my money, I think he's the best in the business. I think he's the best at balancing, you know, the portal recruiting and coaching all wrapped into one. And he has been for a while um, that, you know, the continued success is unmatched and I, I didn't see it coming, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Well, you mentioned the timing of it, uh, you know, bottom line, it, it, they're, they're clear of the NCAA investigations. Um, you know, that was the, I think the timing behind all of it. And so now that that's done that, you know, they wanted to amend that contract and give him more money. So you know, it is what it is. I thought the timing was interesting too, kind of the same way that you mentioned. Um, you know, but now with that over and, and gone and, and off off their shoulders, I mean, they can move on and, and make him the highest paid coach. All right, that we'll, we'll get more into that in a little bit. We do have Kevin Saul now. Jad will hit the intro here, and we'll talk a little shockers on Sports Daily. Hey, 
Shocker fans want the latest on Wichita State Athletics? Let's go right to the source with Shocker AD Kevin Saul. All right, welcome in to Sports Daily, Kevin Saul. Glad to have you this week. I know you guys are busy. We appreciate it. You have a, a women's basketball game coming up in a little less than an hour. We'll talk about that. Uh, but you know Shocker fans are crazy, and we got a men's game in there. Uh, what what were your initial thoughts there of everything? The night, the, you know, the environment, the crowd, the performance was obviously the way uh, that I think you guys would like it to go. But what are those thoughts on that, on that opener on uh, Monday night? Well, first, good morning, uh, Jacob, Tommy. Appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. I, you know, I thought it was a, a good start for us, for sure. Obviously, it beats the alternative. Our guys have worked really hard. Coach Mills uh, and the staff uh, were very well prepared. I think you will see, Shocker Nation will see a very prepared uh, team and coaching staff um, and uh, strategic in, in, in what they do and very intentional and and so all those things were great. You know, I, I, I thought we set the tone early with a scripted play that really got our crowd juiced. Our facilities and operations folks did a nice job. Always going to get better. We never run the perfect event, but uh, they did a really nice job. So I think it was a very positive step in the right direction as a just from a general perspective and obviously a lot of details and specifics that go into that. Kevin, in watching the game on, on Monday, it kind of hit me midway through the first half just about how much fun it looks like it's going to be to watch this team play, the pace that they play with, the energy that they have. And, and we knew that was what Coach Mills brought from Oral Roberts is that level of intensity, that energy, all of that. What did you take away from that in, in the opening game? And um, how much fun was it for you to watch the fast-paced style of basketball? It was enjoyable to watch our guys compete. Um, and have some success and, and win a contest and feel really good about it, to have just a, a, a great uh, bench uh, in terms of the engagement of the, the managers and GAs. Like, everybody was all in. And um, that piece is really, really important. The, the care factor within the program is incredibly high. I know Coach Mills talks about that as well. He and I have talked a lot about as we grow this program you know, he said it in his post-game press conference the other day. We we all feel an obligation to put forward a program that that Wichita, Wichita can be proud of. I was at a gala event last night and, and spoke with many of our season ticket holders and donors, and the conversation very much centers around what a great city Wichita is. Period, and what a great place this is when Shocker basketball is successful. And so that's that's what's on everybody's mind. Um, I think what you saw Monday night was some joy, and uh, that's certainly uh, one of our motivating factors is to bring a lot of joy to the community of Wichita and represent the university well. So I think very encouraged to start, but it's it's one of 31, and uh, so we got a long ways to go. So we know Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director, joining us, which Shocker's back in action tomorrow night as well. So we saw Lipscomb without a key piece there, their best player. But you guys are missing some players, too, here. So I didn't look too much into that, but it does make me – we haven't checked in on this in a while with you. So do we have any any sort of updates or information on the status of Ronnie DeGray or, uh, or Bijan Cortez and if and when they might be able to join the team? Yeah, Bijan, uh, Coach Mills addressed Bijan's situation last Friday at his weekly press conference that the NCAA um, initially denied. We appealed, um, and it was denied again, uh, the case for uh, Bijan. Uh, we, we do plan to revisit that late uh, this first semester, 
uh, to determine if there's a uh, exemption that can be made. Um, he's doing really well and is in, uh, in in everything that he's doing, and so he's certainly made some real positive steps. So it's a disappointing result. Um, I would say it's probably not a shocking result based on how the waiver process is going and and navigating their way through the the NCAA system. Ronnie's is still ongoing, and uh, we'll continue to uh, to work at that one. Um, those guys, those are. Those are processes that maybe sometime outside of basketball season, we spend a little time on your show talking about the intricacies of that, but it takes a tremendous amount of time, um, effort and energy to assemble all of the documentation that's required for these waiver processes. And, and Corey Torgerson, Kalen Helm and our, in our compliance office do a fantastic job coordinating with our, our coaching staffs and our student athletes to do that. And uh, I know Shocker Nation at times can get impatient and, disappointed with NCAA decisions and at the end of the day we're going to push as hard as we can on those and and uh, you know we came up on the short end with Colby last year uh, because Siena uh, did not sign the NPO which now does not exist and that was totally within their right to do that um, so anyway we will navigate those as best we can uh, Bijan's is, is we, we, we have clarity through this first semester and then um, Ronnie's is still ongoing. Speaking of Colby Rogers, Kevin, uh, I thought it was remarkable in watching the opening game that, you know, not only did Colby Rogers have an outstanding first half shooting the basketball, but four out of the five starters for this team in game number one are returners. And in the world of the transfer portal and, and all of that, I mean, how how do you feel about the fact that Coach Mills has put together a starting rotation where the majority of players are returning to the program? getting big minutes and, you know, guys like Xavier Bell and Isaac Abide and Quincy Ballard are getting extended minutes this season when they didn't a year ago. Well, I think it speaks to just the overall improvement, right? So you, you can, you can first start about, you know, talking about our, our, the young people in our program, the young men in our program work really, really hard. You know, I would share with you and would take way too much time, but maybe a couple of data points, you know, uh, late, late spring, early summer, um, I might come into the office really early one morning and there's a basketball bouncing on the floor and I go and, and peek in the arena and it's Isaac Abide um, or leave late at night and uh, there's a basketball bouncing on the floor and I peek in and it's another individual. So our guys have worked really, really hard at that. Um, we've got some GAs in the program whose responsibility it is to come down here and, and develop uh, those players uh, when they want to 24 7 365 they've got access to the gym so they've taken really good advantage of that our guys work hard um, I think when you get into the starting lineups and all those it's obviously coaching decisions they're going to put the best starting lineup out there that they they believe will bring the success um, but you're seeing some significant improvement right Quincy looks awesome he's not hampered by the back injury that slowed him down last year Xavier Bell's gotten bigger you're seeing him uh, back down in the post and be effective down there. Um, he did a nice job. The turnovers are exhibition game. I think we had 17, and the other night we had uh, 10. We were plus one. And so um, we just continue to, to, to try to improve, but very encouraged by uh, everybody's effort and energy and commitment to uh, the small details as we, as we uh, move forward here. It was, you know, Xavier Bell, the local kid, getting and running the point, Harlan Beverly there. And and this is – don't take – this is just a, for just so we know on uh, – if those guys run the point, are, are the are the questions about the players that could come back, are those, Kevin, just like for right now, a full year or is it semester? I just don't understand, like, the timing of everything. 
are, are all those waiver things just for now, or is it for the full season? The waiver that we submitted for Bijan was denied. We appealed it. It was denied again in the appeal process. Okay. Um, we did communicate an intent to revisit that at semester through a different process. Okay. So we okay. do not consider that to be a year long piece for him. And Ronnie's is still in process. Yeah. So now with, with that in mind, how comfortable do you think everybody is with the point guard situation? Um, it's an interesting look. It was, it was like, I, I loved it watching two bigs like that. I think it's going to be a unique look for people and the shockers may play big, but do you think that the feel for Xavier Bell, who's playing better, I think than anybody, you know, expected and Beverly is going to be enough at that spot. Well, I, again, I'm going to leave that up to our coaching staff. Ultimately, yeah. I think we've got a, a very capable uh, group. Uh, of guards uh, coach mills addressed in his his uh, weekly press conference last friday that uh, while we're disappointed um uh, with the decision on Bijan and we continue to support him he's working hard academically in the weight room and on the floor he's also a uh, uh, scout team point guard right so that's a pretty good point guard to go against uh, so xavier's yeah. still competing against him every single day uh, we've got a great group of guards and uh, I, i'm incredibly confident in coach mills and our staff to to be able to figure out a unique way to maximize that group without a quote-unquote prototypical uh, point guard Um, so i I think we can be effective at the end of the day i know we're going to be focused on taking care of the ball um, efficiency and um, and leadership at that spot so um, i I know our staff will, will get us in a good spot and our guys will continue to work hard xavier xavier you know wants passionately wants uh, to lead this team to success. He's a Wichita kid, as you guys know, and uh, he's very passionate about uh, this place and this team. Kevin, I want to focus in just for a second on Colby Rogers. And, you know, of course, a great debut for him. 20 points, 18 of them coming in the first half of play. How how special is it? I can imagine how difficult it was for him last season to not get the waiver, to not be able to play, but stay with the program throughout the coaching change, all of that throughout this offseason, and then have the debut that he did. How fulfilling was that for you to watch what he was able to bring to the table on Monday night? Oh, in- incredibly fulfilling, right? You, you, you walked through a pretty tough journey for him last year where he's sitting and watching 30 games, and uh, you can see it in his face last year. He worked really, really hard uh, uh, in, the, in the practice gym and, and throughout the year, and then obviously navigated some adversity uh, in the spring semester through a coaching change. Uh, but he has remained consistent. He's about as steady as it gets. He's, his emotional intelligence is incredibly high. Uh, I caught him on the concourse the other day, and we were chatting about how difficult last year was for him. And he just had a big smile on his face because he gets an opportunity to, to compete and represent a place and, and, and a group of people that he loves. And I think you saw that in his play Monday night. Let's talk about the women real quick. They've got another one coming up. Look, I think they had us all kind of like perking our ears up a little bit early in that Oklahoma game, and then it eventually got away from them. But now they get a chance to come in and play some games, you know, against competition that you feel like they can they can get some wins on. Um, that I think that was a I think that was a really promising opener, wasn't it? To to have Oklahoma on the ropes there for a little bit for a while in that game. Yeah, I I would tell you that uh, while we don't do. Uh... Right. Um, yeah, I get it. You know, symbolic wins and all those sort <laughs> yeah, of things. Yeah. I, you know, you walk into halftime, you're up four um, at the number 23 team in the country's place. 
um, you've done some really good things. I thought uh, they came out and stifled Oklahoma uh, with the press. I thought they were very, very active on the defensive end of the floor in terms of getting their hands in passing lanes. I thought they did a nice job offensively with some movement, and uh, the ladies hit down some, uh, knocked down some tough shots. And so you go up four at half, and certainly you know at that point in time that the number 23 team in the country is going to make a run. And uh, the third quarter was a challenge for us. It did get away from us. I think um, we'll continue to work on the conditioning and all those things to be able to, to keep up with that. But but lock that third quarter in the back of your of your mind because the lessons that were learned in that third quarter are going to benefit us uh, going down the road. But if you look at quarters, I know we play a four-quarter game in 40 minutes, but if you look at uh, quarters one, two, and four, we were even. We, we were even score-wise with those guys. And uh, so that tells you when you can play 75% of the game with the number 23 team in the country, you can play 100% of the game. And so we got a young roster. I think uh, the 6A State Player of the Year out of Texas, Elise Blow, did a really nice job. Trezor Job did a really nice job. Um, and so they'll continue to get better. We're excited about today. We've got 3,000 USD 259 eighth graders that are touring campus right now. I'm actually standing in the ticket office of Coke Arena watching them pick up their lunches and come into the arena. Uh, so we'll have about 2,800, 3,000 3, uh, really loud, screaming eighth graders for our matchup at 11 with uh, Presbyterian. So it's another great opportunity for our, our ladies to compete today. We talked earlier, Kevin, about uh, Xavier Bell on the men's side and being the local talent and, and his dedication to trying to lead this team uh, from the point guard position. On the women's side, I was really excited to watch Treasure Job on Monday and, and seeing what she could do. And I mean, she jumped out basically a 5-0 run by herself to start the game uh, on Monday. Watching her and watching her talent about it for a long time, what did you take away from what she was able to do? First, I'm incredibly impressed by Treasure as a, as a, as a young lady. She is uh, phenomenal. She's incredibly well-spoken. She is incredibly intelligent. We talked about Colby Rogers' emotional intelligence. She is a, she is a true pro. Um, she does a nice job. We had a say-so uh, board meeting about a month ago, and she, she spoke to the group. And I'm going to tell you guys, she spoke to that group like she'd been doing it for 10 years. Um, she's engaging. Um, so she's a dynamic uh, force on our team. And clearly from a competitive standpoint, you know, um, she's going to carry us uh, at times. I think she had 22 um, that exhibition night against Missouri Southern. I think she had 16 or 17, maybe off a little bit uh, with Oklahoma, but she does all the small things that you don't see in the box score. You're going to see her on the plus side um, on the box score uh, every game because she takes care of the ball. She distributes it well. She's efficient. She can score and she puts her teammates in a spot to be successful. So she's a, she is a pleasure. Um, she's a joy to watch. Um, and so it, it should be a, a special year for, for our team and for Treasure and just kind of watch how she leads us. All right, one more. Kevin, I know you're busy. A volleyball real quick. Uh, they're, you know, chugging right along, sitting in the standings right now, third or really tied for second in that western portion um, you know, obviously we want them to win out and do their thing. As far as the postseason, any more clarity uh, from what you guys gather and calculate there on, you know, the chances of the postseason without a conference championship or anything like that? Yeah, so you, you've got those two pathways, right? Most leagues will assign a automatic qualifier through a postseason uh, conference tournament championship. 
Um, some will do it by the regular season. So the American Athletic Conference uh, assigns its automatic qualifier to the NCAA tournament based off the regular season standings. And so we go to SMU, who was picked number one. I think we were picked number two, um, and Rice was number three. Rice has fallen off a little bit. Uh, we split with SMU early in the season, you guys may remember. Uh, we played two matches back-to-back days. They beat us 3-0, and we beat them 3-1. So they would have had the tiebreaker based, based on uh, sets one. And clicking, clicking right along, we had a we struggled at Florida Atlantic. We did a, a couple weekends ago. We had a stretch where we went to Florida Atlantic and Memphis, kind of split weekend. Uh, we had a five-set loss to Florida Atlantic, uh, whose RPI wasn't great. So certainly that hurts us. Um, and then we had a, a loss against North Texas this weekend as well. So while we continue to present ourselves in a good spot from a conference standings perspective. As the RPI slips further and further away from the top 40, the NCAA tournament becomes more and more difficult. So we still got a lot of the season left. I don't think we can project absolute clarity today. Um, but, uh, again, it's, it's, it has been a, a good campaign. Uh, we've got to figure out a way to win those five-set matches, right? We played uh, North Texas the other day, and I think we gave up a, a 10-2 and an 11-3 run in two separate sets. That's that's a tough it's it's tough to win matches doing that. So uh, you give up a, t- a twenty-one to five stretch combined over two sets. Um, that's going to be tough. So we got to figure out a way to um, to stop those runs uh, when they're coming from the opposing team. But Coach Lamb and staff done a great job. They recruited well last December. I know that recruiting's going very well this fall as well. Uh, so we'll keep keep moving forward. And then on those standings that will qualify, games played in the tournament or in the postseason don't count toward the qualifying standings, correct? Say that again. I'm sorry. Any no, games that are not. played like we, in well, we don't okay, have a yes. postseason tournament. Yeah, we don't have a oh, postseason okay. tournament. So it, it's a gotcha. true regular season. Now, that will change next year, uh, Jacob. Uh, the the ADs, and I, Chris was pretty outspoken about it, Coach Lamb, and, and I, certainly I support it as well. Uh, we need to get back to a conference championship because that's yeah, an call some of that for us, year in off my there. opinion. Okay. Yep. Uh, I, I, I think that helps us become a two and three bid league because you're, you're going to have your best teams. If you protect those best teams, you're going to be able to enhance your RPI with some semifinal and final games. So we're going to get back to that. Um, if for some reason we do not qualify for the NCAA tournament, we are going to submit a bid for the NIVC, which is the, the NIT version for, uh, for volleyball, so there will continue to be volleyball here in the postseason. Got it. Uh, all right, well, we'll see if the Shocker volleyball team can win out and we get, what do we need then? Three losses from SMU. That's what we need on the table for volleyball. We Kevin, a, we, we appreciate it. You to trip up a little bit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy those kids. A lot of future Shockers out there. I know that's an exciting day for you guys, uh, and we'll watch, uh, we'll watch Shocker women here in about a half hour. Sounds great. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate the time and the opportunity. Go Shockers. There goes Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director, joining us here on Sports Daily for a biweekly visit. Yeah, I didn't realize that about volleyball, Tommy. That's too bad uh, that you don't get that opportunity again to potentially play SMU. But, you know, we'll, we'll see if we can get there. Been a great year for Shocker Volleyball. Glad to hear they'll be participating in some sort of postseason, or at least attempting to if it's not the NCAA tournament. All right, 869-1240 is our number. It's back open the rest of the way. Here on the IHOP Hotline, we'll come back. We'll have more Sports Daily right after this. All right, welcome back in, everybody. 
It's KFH. It's Sports Daily. We're glad to be here with you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching on our video streams. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch is the place to be. You can leave your comments there. Uh, interesting stuff from Kevin Saul. Shame on me for not knowing that about volleyball. Uh, I did not, though. I remember the chatter about the tournament. I was a year off on that. Good luck to Wichita State Volleyball down the home stretch here. It's been an exciting year for them. Good luck to the Shocker women's team, too. I'm I'm very curious to see their game today, now not against Oklahoma, and see if they can flex a little bit. I think Presbyterian, by the way, the Blue Hose, got a big win on the men's side or something yesterday. Forget who they beat, but it was interesting. Um, all right. Tommy, the Bill Self thing, real quick. We can finish our thoughts on that. I, You know, I don't I, – I, it is interesting – I, I wanted to joke about like they were holding the, you know, the preseason or uh, exhibition performances and, you know, they were making sure things were right. But I, I couldn't I couldn't deliver the joke or anything. It, it's fine. I, I it's it's unreal how good KU looked in that game. Bill Self now with what looks like a clean bill of health. Man, he could go at this for a long time. Like he's just not missing a beat here on on doing this. He is not one of the old guard coaches that seems really uncomfortable in this new era of college basketball. Uh, You know, this is the best thing KU fans probably could have ever seen yesterday because it makes you think he wants to keep doing this for a long time. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it does. And I think that he's got this opportunity to not only be around for a long time, but, you know, to continue to grow that legacy. It wasn't that long ago that you know he's out of the NCAA tournament didn't coach in that didn't coach in the Big 12 tournament there were questions about whether or not he would even continue as the head coach then you had all the investigations and the IARP and and all of that stuff kind of hanging over his head a dark cloud you watch he looks looks a lot better than he did and i think that he's got not only a clean bill of health but renewed energy um, feeling better. I think he kind of understands. He talked about it when he came back, um, you know, about how he had been pushing himself too hard. And, you know, I can only imagine when you're a, a head basketball coach for a major university, how much that grind is on your body and your health and, and all of that, you know? And so he, it seems like that's kind of, he's managing that better at this point. And like we talked about before with the investigations done, all of that, you know, kind of off the table now, Um, you know, I definitely saw this, not from a financial point of view. When I saw the report come down yesterday, it wasn't like I thought, oh, like he's angling to make more money. It was, no, he's reaffirming that he's going to be there for a long time. Yeah, I think so too. That, that, that was my biggest takeaway out of it was that yes, with just, and honestly, it's just with the health stuff from last year. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to keep. And because the original lifetime came and went 2021. I think it was. So it was obviously before the hell stuff. Now, uh, now we go um, and and it advances. So Bill Self will do that. KU looks fantastic. Uh, K-State gets a quick turnaround, Tommy. They, uh, we, we heard from Tang. I, I listened into a little bit of his sound after we did the show yesterday. Um, the shooting woes. He he said he thought you know, just because we brought this up yesterday, I wanted to, to to bring out his thoughts on it. He said he didn't stand over there and think they were taking bad shots. They just weren't hitting any shots. And, you know, that's, I guess, good news. He seems confident that those shots will fall. But is it good news? Because if they're not hitting, you know, shots that they like, that that's a little bit concerning, too. I, I, 
I don't know who's going to step up for K-State right now and become that other secondary offensive player. I, I can't go to good grasp of it because I'm not even sure that would have been Naquan Tomlin anyway. Like, who who is, if it's not Tyler Perry, who struggled in the first half, he was great in the second half, who will be that secondary score? It looked like early going, it was Cam Carter that was trying to step up to the plate, but is that the best option or is it some version of Kaluma that plays a little bit better than he did? Well, Kaluma's not always going to shoot one for 11 from the floor, right? Like, that's not going to probably be the way that he plays night in and night out. So I would imagine that, you know, he's going to be somebody that Jerome Tang is going to lean on. And, you know, when I watched the game the other night, I'm, I'm kind of with Jerome Tang. I didn't think that they were taking poor shots. They just weren't necessarily falling. And that's going to happen from time to time. Um, I don't have a ton of concern. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who's a big K-State fan. And I said, you guys are going to be just fine. Like I, I didn't look at the game on Monday and think, oh, like there's legitimate trouble, like big time trouble with this Wildcat basketball team. That wasn't my impression from game number one. I thought that they were a little bit overmatched against USC, who's a top oh, 25 were. team. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't I don't think that, that that we're looking at a K-State team that there's a lot to be super concerned about. I think it's just going to take a little bit of time, as I've said before for the newcomers to gel with the returners. And and how do you fill the gap of not having Naquan Tomlin for who knows how long? How do you keep that from being a distraction in the locker room? Do you lean on David Gasson? Uh, you know, does Arthur Kaluma have to do more than what he was, you know, originally, I think, maybe signed up to do? Uh, so I think those are all the questions that they have. But not at any point did I watch that game on Monday and think, Man, there's some big-time trouble on the horizon for Kansas State. No, they hung in there in a game they didn't play particularly well on offense because I think USC, and we'll see what happens with Bronny James. And look, I'm I'm not somebody who watches a ton of high school tape. on. I am going to just assume that he's good based on the way he just skyrocketed up rankings his last year. But you add him into the mix for a team that looked really, really good, confident, and comfortable already. That's gonna. That looks like it's gonna be a top two, three seed type team in the tournament, which would put you as what somewhere in the top fifteen. Um, and 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 it was a good litmus test for K State. I like that they went and played that game. I like everything about it. They're gonna have play. That that's the beauty of this playing in the Big Twelve now, and this will get even bigger moving forward. Like if you're a Big Twelve team, why would you even like the buy type games? Like I would go play every great game I could. To get myself right, because if you lose those games, there are so many opportunities to win games to get into the tournament, right? Like that, I I, I feel like there's going to be tremendous. And K State, I mean, sorry, KU's done this for years, right? They play unreal non-con games, and I do think it's a contributing factor into why they've had so much Big Twelve success because they're just ready for it. K State, I, I won't be surprised if they start to do the same thing just play some real big-time, out-of-the-gates kinds of games, whereas a team like Wichita State can't afford to do that as much, you know, because, you know, they, they do need to kind of pile up some wins. And the Big 12, man, like, you're going to have every opportunity to go win every game that you can and and just really pad that resume. So I, I love seeing that game. I thought that I'm with you. I thought they handled themselves uh, fairly well in it. I have not had a chance to listen yet and I will today when I go in for TV to listen to Paul Mills thoughts on uh, on the Western Kentucky game for Wichita State I am curious to hear it and I'm curious to see and we'll talk more about this tomorrow who runs the point I mean Tommy that's so I needed just because I 
I'm not up to speed on the, you know, Beverly and Cortez situation. I don't know what the – are we looking at another Colby Rogers situation or is it a short-term situation? I guess the answer is we don't know. Could, they're going to try to make Cortez a short-term again another another way. Um, but it's a big opportunity here for Bell, for Beverly. Like it's an opportunity for those guys to go take the job or, or at least, you know – show coaches something that maybe they didn't know they'd need to show them before the season that we're going to have to see now. Yeah, I was really impressed with Xavier Bell uh, in the way that he played on Monday night. Uh, Harlan Beverly, I I think, is somebody that can grow into that position a little bit more. I I, I wasn't super, well, I don't want to say I was impressed, wasn't impressed by him. I just didn't think that he showed out the way that maybe a couple of the other guys did uh, in that starting five for Paul Mills. But, I mean, Xavier Bell, and, and he's not the only one. Quincy Ballard is one. Isaac Abide is one who we talked about it before. They had the opportunity to play extended minutes. Two of those three started the game for the Shockers, and they were all in kind of reserve roles a year ago for the Shocker team. And... It wasn't like I, I never felt like they were pushed into extended minutes because there was no other choice. I felt like they were in these positions because they had earned being in those positions. Xavier Bell, I thought, looked really good running the point. Isaac Abide off the bench, I think, looked outstanding. Quincy Ballard, there were so many times last season that I at least was critical of the motor that Quincy Ballard had and that I didn't feel like he would be able to last an entire game or especially an entire season. He looks so much more conditioned, looks like he's playing with so much more energy than he did a year ago. Um, So I think all three of those guys, we knew about Kenny Poto before, so I'm kind of leaving him out of this discussion, but those three guys who all were a part of the program last year and got extended minutes in the opening game, I was really impressed with all, with all three of them. I loved hearing that Abide has worked as hard as, you know, Kevin Saul brought us in on because, I mean, that was the biggest surprise of the Shocker game. I think, at least it was yeah. to me, was to see that, you know, performance from him and, and what an added bonus that could be. He's always tantalized us a little bit with his athleticism, uh, yep. but that's that's really cool. I, I can't wait. God, I'm ready. For, this, I am so happy that it's college basketball season right now. It, it the just, other thing it, I, I, I want to say, I want to I respond to something you mentioned a couple ago. Um, about the buy games and things like that. I don't know if it is going to take like the NCAA to get involved. I don't exactly know what it's going to look like, but man, like there's got to be a better way. And I know for a while, like ESPN did the 24 hours of college basketball and that sort of thing to kick off the season, but we got to have more high profile matchups to start the season off. I mean, Kansas state and USC was fine, at least here locally because we follow Kansas state, but that's not a nationally like, I mean, USC kind of is, but that's not something that's going to have like broad national appeal. Well, Baylor and Auburn last night. Well, that was a great matchup, too. But I awesome. feel like you've got to kick off the season with a bang. And I know they do the Champions Classic, but that's not for another week or so. Like you You've got to start things off strong. Yep. Yep. You, you absolutely need two do. a night to get them on ESPN or what? Probably just ESPN for this, you know, or FS1, whatever you need at least two a night to fill both windows. Um you know, for most nights until, yeah, until you hit the holiday tournament. So what does that make? It's really just like three weeks. 
Yeah. Just, you know, and that that incentivizes too. like for a team like Wichita State who wants to play those games and can't always find a partner like it does incentivize that a little bit, too. If if I, I agree with you, if if somehow the sport or the networks can come up with some plan, like maybe conference allegiances and all that stuff, as far as the networks kind of goes out the window and we say you get the entire pool of teams right across the country. Let's schedule some television centric Big time games. I'm all for that. They I do it for do one think... night in the Champions Classic, one night. But if you right. can expand that out and do Absolutely. a lot more until yeah. you get to like well, the Maui Invitational and some of these yeah, other because we're done with baseball, yep. you know, and and the networks will have their NBA coverage to some degree. But you, there's no reason you can't slide it in and fit some games in. K State USC got to remember K State was the darling of the NCAA tournament last year. And USC had Bronny James. I do think that one was very intentional. It didn't. It didn't work out because Bronny had his medical situation. Thankfully, he's okay. Um, and K State, you know, lost the, the two players. Really, the one that made them the darling of the tournament. But I thought that was a good play by TNT. And by the way, who was on the halftime show for TNT? I had that on. I was watching football at the same time, and then of course coming into Wichita State. Okay, whoever that was. There's a woman in there that had some energy reading like the day's highlights of the of the opening night. She was awesome. I don't know who it was. I have no idea. Uh, that just popped back into my head as we're, as we're watching that game on a TNT broadcast, which was a little strange. All right, we'll come back. More Sports Daily. Uh, you know, what do we – What do we, we talked briefly about K-State Baylor. KU's got the tougher test this weekend for sure. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Jayhawks next on Sports Daily. All right, welcome back in, everybody, here to Sports Daily. Hey, you want to get a sneak peek of the new Hunger Games movie, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes? That'll be Thursday, November 16th at Boulevard Theaters in Town West Square. Let's give away a pair of tickets of those right now on Sports Daily. Call us on that IHOP hotline, 869-1240, and get your hands on a pair of those tickets right now. Jad will get us a winner. Tommy, uh, real quick first glance at KU this weekend. Um, you know, KU's better than Texas Tech. I, you you got to beat Texas Tech. There's no reason. I don't care who the quarterback is, anything like that. You got to beat them at home. Can't overlook them. Can't get too hyped up for the Sunflower Showdown. They just got to get it done. Like, I, I don't know. It's not going to be a lot of analysis I, from me anyway this week. It's just they're better. They got to win this game. Isn't Texas Tech uh, maybe the the most under the radar Big 12 team that's out there right now? Like, I feel most like. Most disappointing. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess you can say that, but I also feel like they're just not in the conversation like I feel like past Texas Tech teams have been. No, I mean, look, they were supposed to have a big year. I think they've clearly been the most disappointing team in the league this year. Um, Even like, more than TCU? Only... Yeah, they played for a national TCU championship lost... a year ago. Yeah, but they lost all their players. Their, their preseason expectation wasn't very high. Texas Tech's was. And, you know, like... They lot you lose to seventeen by seventeen to K State. You lose by thirteen to BYU. I, I just, you know, te- what's Texas Tech's best? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission performance this year Tommy probably losing on a last possession to Oregon they have losses to Wyoming and Oregon they, they've beaten Tarleton State Houston Baylor and TCU that's it like they don't have anything to hang their hat on from this year it is like they and, and I think they were picked third right preseason I, mean, I don't remember off the top of my head but it was high like they've to me like Clearly, without a question, been the most disappointing team this year in the Big 12. It's been, you know, tech. we and I don't all know the what way that back, means for this week, but all, all the way back at the beginning of the season. I mean, I think everybody kind of freaked out about them losing to Wyoming in Wyoming. That's a really tough place to play. And when you start your season on the road there, taking on a Wyoming team that, you know, that you want to talk about flying under the radar, Wyoming typically does. You know, they beat Texas Tech. That wasn't a good start to the season for the Red Raiders, but that's a pretty tall task for them to go into Wyoming and win that game. They hung with Oregon. I know that Oregon beat them, but they hung with them, and Oregon's a really, really solid team uh, in the country. And then from there, West Virginia's better than what we thought. They lost to West Virginia. They beat Houston. Houston's not very good. They thoroughly beat Houston. They beat Baylor. Baylor's not very good. They thoroughly beat Baylor. So I don't know. You know, they beat TCU in the same way, and they lose to Kansas State. I don't know if that would qualify as being a disappointing season. I think it's a season where they're beating the teams they should beat and they're losing to the teams that they shouldn't win. I don't know that they, but, but let me, I'm just going to pull it up. Um, their preseason rankings here for Texas tech. Cause I want to say they were third, uh, the, in the preseason poll, they were picked, uh, fourth, sorry, Texas, Kansas state, Oklahoma, Texas tech. Um, so I, I just, <sighs> That's that's a pretty that's a pretty stark difference in what you were expected to do. Now, I will say, you know, Vegas is a better indicator of how good or bad a team is. They're not winning games, so that's not good, but as far as what KU at home is only a 4-point favorite in this game. So, right. you know, whatever that means, maybe that means Texas Tech is better than their record, which is which probably adds to the equation for them being disappointing this year. But I certainly don't think Tech fans, I, in fact, I know Tech fans, did not have this sort of season in mind where you don't have a single win to hang your hat on. Um, you know, it, it's maybe Baylor's more disappointing because they just, they've been getting crushed. But, I mean, you look up and, like, they're right now they sit in eighth in the league in a down year. I don't know, man. Uh, their defense has really let them down. It's an opportunity for Kansas. I, I do think, though, it is – and I've to, I told you this. I think I told I told somebody this yesterday. I think I said it here. I am a little bit frightened about this game for some reason. Something about this is 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 worrying me a little bit. 
I don't know if it's because, you know, the line is close. I don't know if it's because Tech is like that wounded dog, right? Like that, you know, they're they're looking for a win like this to, you know, to sort of put anything they can into the season. But something does worry me a little bit this week. But KU's better. KU is having its best year in a long time. Got just got to go get it done and and know that K-State's looming a week after. I don't have a lot of concern. Um, I mean, I feel like Kansas is clearly the more, more talented team this season than Texas Tech. They're back at home. You do have to avoid a letdown before the Sunflower Showdown. You can't be looking ahead to Kansas State next weekend. But, I mean, I think it's been pretty obvious how much better Kansas is than Texas Tech. I don't know how much better. I mean, I think they're better. I think they're better. I don't think Vegas thinks they're that much better, though. They only put the line at four, and that that's a part of what frightens me a little bit, I think. But, you know, Tech's been getting beat by bigger margins than that by the good teams in the league. So I guess we can hang. We'll, we'll have more on that on Friday, I'm sure. 869-1240, congratulations, Keith, for winning those tickets. Uh, we will have our final segment. Reminder here, IHOP welcoming veterans and active duty military with free red, white, and blueberry pancakes to thank them for their service on November 11th. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.